You're listening to episode number 228 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Or, of course, you can just give us money by donating via PayPal. And a link to that, it's also available at 360vegaspodcast.com. Warning, the hosts enjoy doing this show, and as a result, laugh a lot. If you don't like that, don't listen. We still don't care. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Tony, I'm living in a triple monitor world now. I mean, I've been living in it professionally for quite some time, but now now the 360 Vegas Studios is, is triple monitored out. Wow, impressive, impressive. So give the listeners at home or even folks in mid-Michigan here an idea of what we're looking at right now with three different uh, screens going on while podcasting. Well, I can do three times what the normal human can do, Tony. Now, I've always had this skill about me, but now I'm able to utilize that skill. I am better than most, three times better than most of you. Well, and to be fair, I I actually have five screens running, but there are three connected to one. And uh, now I get to to monitor the garage band and and have show notes and and make sure Skype's going fine. I'm not I'm not, I don't have them crammed into little windows so I can keep an eye on them. They're they're bold and out there and I don't I feel like I feel like I'm in a like an air traffic controller but of my awesomeness. That is impressive. I too have three screens here as well. They all just have ethnic porn playing. So <laughs> if I if I get a little distracted at some point, I apologize. It seems um, reasonable and understandable. You know, see, th- this is why we're friends. I know. You, you don't judge. You go, no, no, I get it. Most people would probably think Asian porn. That's about all you're going to need there, buddy. Yeah. No. No. no uh-uh. Diversity. I, for folks that don't know, I just came back from Belize. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's had a taste. Okay. <laughs> That's right. I'm cultured now. That's right. <laughs> Let's get started with the show. He's Mark. I'm Tony. We are Sans, one beautiful co-host. Yeah, she is in route, in in the air, as it as it would be, or, or she might be in, in an airport in between. It, it doesn't matter. The point is, she's traveling for for business. Wouldn't be home till late, so she was like, "Yo, if you guys are gonna record, it's gonna be you and Tony." And I, I don't know if she if she meant to discourage me with that. And I'm like, "Fuck yes, just Tony and I. Yes." What we're the doing. worst part is, though, without Karen, this is how we wind up with three-hour podcasts. <laughs> right, exactly. We have nobody to be like, guys, really? So, as always, we start with Random Vegas, Mark. Yes, 
A tile art mosaic, roughly 40 foot in diameter and split evenly, like a reflecting pool inside a poker chip, was unveiled at McCarran Airport near Level 1 Baggage Claim in August of 2016. The art represents the past with properties like the landmark, dunes, sands, and events like nuclear tests and Evil Knievel's jump over the fountains of Caesar's Palace. Well, his attempted jump. The present is represented by properties like Luxor, Wind, Stratosphere, and iconic landmarks like the Mirage Volcano and the High Roller Observation Wheel. The mosaic was part of a $30 million renovation to Terminal 1. I had no idea. I was doing some some research uh, on some stuff and fumbled upon it. And I was like, what the fuck is this? It's pretty awesome. For the folks at home, when I get, I'm revealing a little man behind the curtain here, when I get the notes from Mark, Mark will already have a link to some of the things that he's talking about so I can click right on his notes that that he sends out to me. What a beautiful, absolutely beautiful mosaic that I also hadn't the foggiest clue about. I read through the article like, shut the front door. Yeah. I've never seen this ever. It's amazing. And those aren't the only properties showcased on there. Those are just some of the ones. I didn't want to list everything, but it's it's gigantic. It's obvious. But as with a lot of floor art, people often miss it. You just kind of walk right past it. But this is one of those things that I will seek out when we get to 360 Vegas Vacation 4 because this thing is awesome. Yeah. For folks at home, you know what? I don't care if you're driving right now on the highway. Pull up your phone, open up the <laughs> app, all right? Go to the podcast and, and click to it and read that article. It is it is well worth your time. Yeah, it's pretty good. Also worth your time is the Twit Pick of the Week. It's one of those things that you have to see in Vegas. It's the kind of thing that you would expect to find at Venetian, Caesars, or Bellagio instead of that what-the-fuck thing they have on the ceiling. Tropicana's 4,000-square-foot stained-glass ceiling, known as the Tiffany ceiling, is gorgeous, iconic, and sets the mood for classic Vegas gaming environment, or a classic gaming environment, whatever. In the multiple proposed renovations and expansions to the property, it has been threatened to be removed, but to date, it has stood the test of time. That being said, be sure to make a point to see it before it is too late. Thank you once again to friend of the show, Scott Robin, AKA at Vital Vegas, for sharing not only this picture, but his gifted skill as a photographer. I am familiar with the Tiffany ceiling, mainly because of our Vegas vacation two, I believe it was, where we were supposed to have had an event that fell through, but while we were there, we were able to see it, and and I agree. it breaks my heart to think that something as gorgeous as the Tiffany ceiling could potentially be, you know, taken down and removed for something kind of blase since right. no offense trap, but you know, your inside is nice enough, but this actually gives it some character. Well, and here, it, what's even better about it is they used to, now they currently have the table games underneath it. When uh, the first time I went to Vegas, they, it was just slots all over the place. And it, it's the, it, the table games complement that ceiling far better. Than, than the slot machines did. So it's it's in its perfect incarnation. You should really get get over there and check it out. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog and feature it on all of our social media outlets such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google Plus, and Twitter. Let's move into the news.
So there's a new attraction on the Strip. It's being dubbed the Fires of Bellagio. <laughs> Thursday night, part of the roof structure of the exterior shopping area surrounding the fountains of Bellagio caught fire. In specific, the northernmost side, close to the pedestrian entrance and the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and Flamingo Road. While it was very visible, firefighters were able to extinguish the blaze in about 20 minutes. No one was hurt, no damage was done to the interior, and it didn't require evacuating any part of the building. In fact, the most difficult issue firefighters had was getting to the fire considering its location, so they ended up using one of those little crane things that shoot water out. So it was an extra show for everyone. No word at this point what started the fire or how much it will cost to repair the damage. I'm curious as to, as to what material it is, because that thing was huge. I mean, there are obviously social media. It's everywhere. That was a big-ass fire. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. Matter of fact, I loved one of the joke tweets that somebody sent out saying even during the fire the fountain show must go on <laughs> right <laughs> they had video of the of you know the fountains going off during the fire i mean just i mean it's like oh look it's they've they've brought back the pirate ship sinking right? show from ti <laughs> but uh no I, yeah it'll be interesting to see what happened what floors me the most about this story is the fact that it didn't require evacuating any right? part of the be uh, building that just i can't wrap my head around that you know what else is also interesting when you think about how high some of those fountains go why don't they have some sort of of a, of a, a procedure where there's a fire and all of a sudden, you know, the, the fountains come up and they direct right where it is, just blast right at the area. That would be brilliant. It acts as a quasi <laughs> fire department. It's a built in fire department, the fountains and fire department of Bellagio. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Just wild. But yeah, I couldn't, uh, watching the video was both heartbreaking as well as just. Uh, can I say awe-inspiring? Yeah. It was just, I couldn't get over the it was, fire, and I thought. It was so big, it was kind of like it was part of a show, because it, you know what it, What it's like, have you ever seen like people like like breathe fire? Like, it was a giant fireball. It was amazing. Yeah, that, well, I am glad, I am glad that nothing had to be shut down. I really would have thought for sure whatever restaurant would have been in that general area, or, or oh, I got it. It's the guys with the pig masks from the robbery. It finally <laughs> went off. Right. Jeez, those poor guys just couldn't catch a break anywhere. I know, right? <laughs> All right. So this is interesting. We're going to talk about the win-win. You know, it's fair for anyone who wants to mock for these puns, but I got to be honest, I suck at them. So I was like, I, I was inspired to do two of them. So mock away. But it was pretty terrible, but I didn't know what to, I didn't know how to, get into it so i thought i'm just gonna read the word how many times has mark yelled at me guys he hits me during vegas vacation how many times has mark yelled at me for not reading the words on the page so it, it was it, as i wrote it it was awful yeah like well even i mean i was a little more proud of fires of bellagio but win-win i was like i couldn't come up with it with a title for this and i'm like eh, whatever i'm just doing it i don't care and and to be fair tony we're talking about zuza crackers so the Zusa Crackers Deli at Wynn has now closed at the property. The space will be incorporated into a $5 million renovation and expansion of the sportsbook located next door to the space. Zusa Crackers. Apparently, I didn't realize they were right next door, but I don't spend a whole lot of time there. In the interim, Wynn Sportsbook has tempor temporarily relocated next to Encore's Players Lounge at Surrender. Plans are to reopen a just under 10,000 square foot sportsbook August 1st. Also, 
Paracel Down has completed its $800,000 renovation. No word if the changes are as subtle and indistinguishable as those completed in January at its sister lounge, Parasol Up. I think the best part of the story was the excellent dig at Parasol Up. <laughs> that was serendipitous. I agree. It was serendipitous. But uh, to be fair, that wasn't my idea. I remember reading that original story, and even the guy that was kind of gushing over them talked about how you could almost not tell. Like, if you weren't people like us that were no stupid thing, like, I'm that guy that walks down the street, like, hey, that's new. Like, what's new? That signage right there. It's, it wasn't that color before. Like, how do you know that? It's the same kind of thing. You know, it's like if if you didn't already know, you wouldn't have, have realized this happened. So, yeah, I, I have to give credit where, where it's due. I'm sure it was Eater Vegas or something like that. Sure. One place that I never stop refalling in love with happens to be the Mob Museum. Talk to me about the Mob Bar Museum. I got to tell you, I don't have, I mean, not that I don't love the Mob Museum, but I don't have the the affinity or the the revisit affinity that you have for it this mm. this does it this i would totally go back once this is open in an inspired brilliant move eater vegas revealed that as part of its plan renovations the mob museum is seeking permission from the city to build a speakeasy themed bar in its basement the bar will double as a new exhibit focusing on organized crimes history with alcohol and bootlegging during prohibition plans are for a themed 2600 square foot space designed to impersonate a pharmacy complete with historically accurate bottles, lighting, wallpaper, and vintage film clips played on TV. The bar would have a distillery on site so they can make small batches of in-house moonshine and beer, as well as offer tours of the facility. Admission to the 15-seat bar will require a knock on a nondescript door and screening via sliding window slot on said door. A VIP lounge experience will also be available. As they are currently seeking permission to move forward with the project, no word on when the project will be complete. However, previously announced renovation expansion plans are scheduled for completion in the first quarter of 2018. Oh, I'm so cranky it's going to take that long. <laughs> I immediately thought of you when, when I read moonshine and i was like oh fuck mob museum and fucking moonshine. and a bar yes come on uh, we're gonna lose tony we'll lose yeah, that's right <laughs> where the hell's tony he's still at the mob bar museum <laughs> it was four hours ago he's in the speaky anything could happen exactly i'm walking around fuck you uh I'm Lefty Luciano, not you. And I'm just yelling at like a cutout of some character. You you put yourself on the stand at the courthouse. Oh my god, that's You're all fantastic. out of order, all of you. Oh my god, it's gonna be fantastic. I can't wait. And what a brilliant idea too, oh, so especially good. since the mob bar over at Downtown Grand crashed and burned. Right. This is gonna be the real mob bar, well, and I. To I your point, wait. you said that the mob bar was a success until Downtown Grand did whatever it did with, with that bar on that corner. The idea of them going, wait a minute, it worked. Let's do 2.0 of this idea. I, it's absolutely brilliant. I love it. Something else I'm kind of excited about is the Monte Carlo update. You show Japanese Grill and Noodle House at the Monte Carlo Promenade will be closing at the property on June 5th. No word what is planned to replace. 
Peter Vegas also shared that Primrose is coming to the property and set up shop in a 12,000 plus square foot restaurant just off the lobby. Construction costs are projected at 2.1 million with Monte Carlo putting in another 2.3 million to rework the lobby footprint. Plans are to add a second floor with outdoor dining with a max capacity of just under 500. Both are expected to be complete in 2018. Have you and Karen ever stayed at Monte Carlo before? Yeah, yeah, we did once. Uh, I did, can't exactly remember. Okay, if you don't really remember, like then I may be asking you. No, 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 it, it was like a year or two. I just don't remember exactly when it, when it was. Oh, okay, fine, fine, fine. What was your impression? What would you think? I liked it. I, I liked what it what it was. I, I don't think that was it, its original incarnation. It, it it felt like bringing what high end would be assumed to be by the middle to lower class. Mm-mm. I mean that sounds, okay. that sounds really bad. And I'm not saying it the the best way, but it, it almost seems like you know what we need to do. You know, p- people in middle America want to want to stay at a real nice high end place. Let's give them that. I mean, not a real one, but one that w- would look like what they think one would look like. <laughs> that seems like a fair assessment. To the best of your recollection, what were the rooms like? Were you impressed at all with the rooms, or were they just pretty blasé and ho hum? No, they were nice. I mean, they were they were functional. They were same thing, just a little bit nicer than than you know your standard Holiday Inn room. You know, it didn't look like. Like the rooms at Harrah's or Genera. I don't. I don't know where I'm. I'm. It was. Fine. For what it's worth, I'm already sorry that I asked. Um, <laughs> they were fine, Tony. They were fine. Good. Good. Thanks for that uh, ringing endorsement. <laughs> so, someplace I have absolutely zero interest in. The Nerd has opened. The space formerly home to Drink and Drag has reopened, and Vital Vegas did an article that has me interested in the concept for the first time. It's located on the second floor of Neonopolis, and the theme is really just all things classically considered to be nerdy, like comic books, sci-fi, and pretty much anything that inspires cosplay. It has a full bar, 12-lane bowling alley, four pool tables, a small dance floor, DJ booth, and the space is decked out in various items supporting the theme. Now for the interesting slash confusing part. Everything except for the drinks is free. Free bowling, free billiards, free vintage video games. They currently don't offer any food, so the only way that they intend to make money is off the bar. Reservations are available via the nerd.com for bowling lanes and pool tables. However, no info regarding a cost for those as well. So, once again, a bar that, at least at the opening, doesn't even have a specialty cocktail menu. Oh, and if you show up in a costume that supports the nerd theme, you get drinks half off. So I think what's most interesting to me about this place, Tony, is their concept of not trying to make money in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) It sounds like they've got a winning strategy. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Hey, you know what? For what it's worth, nothing else in Neonopolis has made any money. Right. Maybe it's some sort of government subsidy we're not aware of. (laughs) We're going to fail, so you know what? Let's just see how long we can actually ride this out. Right. The Nerd is open daily from 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. It's believed bar minimums will apply during busy times at some point, but I just read that in an article somewhere. There is no anything that I've seen anywhere that supports that, so... There you go. Listen, I, I kind of get the shtick. I get it. it people are going to want to come in. They're going to want to have drinks. And if, they, if they're if they paying for the alcohol, which, let's be honest, has giant profit margins, yeah. then 
what they're offering for, say, bowling or particularly super inexpensive things like uh, video games and a pool table isn't, you know, there's not a whole heck of a lot of maintenance. The bowling alley, I think, will be the first to go or the yeah. first to start to get, char- you know, a charge to go along with it. Yeah. But I get the idea. I get the concept. I get the basic concept of let's offer all this fun, free shit that we don't make a whole heck of a lot of money off from to begin with. Because how much is it to, to bowl anymore? Like $3 a game? So at best, you get a group of like six people. Well, well done. You've made $18. How will you, you know, which which house in the Bahamas are you going to buy next? <laughs> you know what the interesting thing will be is if this works, we now realize how much we've been getting raped by like pool halls and bowling alleys. <laughs> and they're like, are you kidding me? This place is just making money off the bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, I can't wait to watch it, you know, see how it plays out. But this just to me seems like a uh, recipe for disaster. It would be a bit too wacky for me. I agree. Like, I, I, I think it's it's cool for people who think that would be fun, but it would it would make me uncomfortable. But that's that's me. Something that makes me uncomfortable is being at a pool. But the <laughs> Plaza Pool has some renovations going on. And, and and yet you still plan to be a part of those activities. I will I will be in and out. I'll be around for pool activities. Here's here's his setup for I'm gonna stop by and say hey and then leave. <laughs> What's up guys? Alright, gotta go. Alright, it seems Plaza isn't resting on the success of their newly renovated pool deck because the Las Vegas Sun shared that they are investing another three hundred thousand dollars to do even more to it this summer. They took twenty-five thousand and put it towards upgrading furnishings, tables by the cocktail bar, a new wet deck lounge shares, or get new wet deck lounge. How fucking these things are supposed to last longer than one season, Tony? <laughs> but they, they added more tables, chairs, umbrellas, and all six day beds were reupholstered. What the hell is going on at this place? <laughs> <laughs> People are literally just putting their cigarettes out on the actual deck chairs. No, they, they they forgot that they had a pool and they left them all out over the winter. And they got ruined. <laughs> oh my! So it's like when I was a kid, my parents were like, "Tony, you've got to bring the lawn furniture in." Tony, bring the lawn furniture in, and then come springtime, it's all cracked and right. riddled and broken. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think we figured it out. <laughs> They took the rest of it and put it into renovating the five suites that access the pool deck. Just about everything was redone, including fixtures, flooring, and decor. All are set to be unveiled by the end of May. Summer pool party Saturdays start up May 6th at 8 p.m. with free swimming, a DJ, and food and drink specials. I still want to see it. I, I, I Yeah, I want to see what $25,000 wet deck lounge chairs look like. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I got nothing more to say on that because you know how I feel about pools. Yeah. Although, this is fascinating. The Mecca Robot Beer. Uh, continuing what I can only hope is the future of Las Vegas, and really the world, Tony. Eater Vegas reports that Mecca Walgreens will do what every beer drinker in the history of beer and bars has wanted to do. Remove the middleman. Why tip somebody for doing something I can just as easily do? Get myself a beer. It's a self-service microbrew concept planned for the retail hub at the bridge level of Mecca Walgreens. You know, all those things you walk past as you try to get to the other bridge? Plans are to install a 12-foot in diameter kiosk that will let people walk up to it, scan their ID, pass a facial recognition test, 
then fill a 16-ounce cup from one of 26 kegs for microbreweries and commercial brands. The ID also prevents people from pouring themselves more than 48 ounces in a 15-minute time span, which is apparently a legal thing in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there will be humans around to help should people need it, or as I call them, people who don't get it and shouldn't be ruining the convenience of a socially <laughs> advanced concept. <laughs> no timetable no time for arrival has been announced for this dream come true. Brilliant. I got, I, 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 like, I, my head damn near exploded when I read this, these, these notes. How brilliant. Where has this been all my life? I, I, listen, I get where bartenders come in when it comes to servicing, you know, mixed drinks and stuff like that. I, I get all that stuff. But for day one, I've always been like, I, why am I tipping you? I literally, I see it. I've, I, I just opened that door, grab it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I reach over the bar and stretch just long enough, I can grab it myself. Yeah. I don't need you. Right. And I'll tell you, it's it, this is fascinating to me because the fast food industry has long since gone to your own self-serve soda fountain. Yeah. Machines. Yep. Yep. So why? Why not? I, if the technology is there to be able to scan my ID, so you know I'm 21, you know I can't get more than 48 ounces in 15 minutes, which is a lot of beer. It is, yeah. But sometimes um, you got to jumpstart your morning, Tony. <laughs> I will never judge. I will never judge how you need to start your morning, sir. As long as you ignore the needle hanging out of my arm, we're going to be okay. <laughs> it's a reason why everybody sees me run, walking around in sweaters during Vegas vacation. <laughs> Tony, what's wrong with your arm? Uh, uh, chicken pox? <laughs> Shingles. They're a bitch. So, no, this seems like a really, really cool idea. Let's just, just have fun with me for a minute. Let's flip this concept around. All right. What if for the past hundred years, we've only known that to go get beer is you walk up to a machine and you put your 48 ounce mug underneath it, it dispenses the beer. And then in 2017, they introduced this concept of people that will actually bring you your own alcohol. Okay. You uh, don't have to go anywhere for it. There is obviously a niche market for bartenders and, and the social interaction that that comes with that. But I would like to believe we're, we're evolving as a people and, and moving away from that. <laughs> And again, in all sincerity, I don't agree. I don't disagree with you one iota. I think this is brilliant, and um, I'm looking forward to supporting it just so that it hopefully will catch on. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to Prop Bets. For those of you that are unfamiliar, Prop Bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, 35 steaks and martinis will officially close at the Hard Rock on April 29th to make way for a new Morton's Brother Steakhouse. The Morton Brothers Steakhouse is planned to open sometime in May. Not even one year into their existence, MGM is increasing their fees to park at their properties. As much as five to $10 more, depending on the property. The increase goes into effect two days ago. You're already fucked. Yeah. Britney Spears announced her final shows at Planet Hollywood. They will be September 3rd through December 31st. Britney has been performing at the Access Theater since December of 2013, and her show has grossed over $100 million. That's a hell of a run. Five years? 
Yeah, yeah, it really is. Well, and especially so I watched this fascinating dude, I'll tell you what, man. I need if I could if I could get direct TV to cut me some sort of break where I pay like five dollars a month and I only get the reels channel, <laughs> I would be totally set up. I caught some show the other night. Well, my, my my DVR caught some show the other night on reels that had to do with um it was like let's just say that the the name of the show was Celebrity train wrecks right right and one episode was about Lindsay lohan here's a little bit of worthless trivia about Lindsay lohan by Ooh. the way when her dad went to prison they told young Lindsay and her brother that their dad went to college for three years <laughs> i thought you were gonna say he went to a farm where he got to play with other dads <laughs> So no wonder that poor girl is screwed up. But anyway, they did a, a really fascinating expose on Britney Spears and, and just the, like, I guess I'd totally forgotten about the crazy that Britney Spears went through from like 2006, 2007 through and including, well, let's see, her show started in 2013. So I'm going to say November of 2013. Right. Of just the, you know the crazy shit that she went through, all of the times she was in court, um, that her dad actually had like guardian conservatorship over her and her money and yeah. and the and her kids. I mean, just the girl has gone through the depths of hell. And I really hope that once she's done with the show, I hope that she's back on some sort of even keel that she's yeah. going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, you you'd like to believe that that what she went through was really just more of. Can you imagine being her age and going through what she went through and then kind of careening to the dark side for a little bit and getting yourself into a really weird place and then, you know, she pulls herself out of it and that it isn't like so many vicious cycles you see with celebrities where, you know, if she isn't busy, she's going to get herself into trouble because that's the one thing that I would I would like to believe and I, and I, I think I've seen it enough that that I can say this with some accuracy as far as, as human nature goes, while many people like to watch people who are on top just fucking nosedive, they seem to also celebrate when they resurrect themselves. And that that's the one thing that, I mean, I'm never really a fan of watching someone kind of do that to themselves, but I, I, I am always a fan of somebody who kind of fucks up and cleans themselves up and, uh, and, and move forward. So that, that's the one um, silver lining to the ugliness that is human nature yeah no i agree vegas performer don rickles passed away at the age of 90 last week of kidney failure he had been continually performing in vegas for 57 years that's wild and that, that's wild and he's actually still funny like he's good like if you see shit that guy was really good at being a fucking yeah. smart ass yeah he was sharp he yeah he, I mean, I, I assume to a certain extent he also hired writers to, to give him some material. But to watch him on night, you know, a, a late night shows, I yeah. mean, uh, the guy was quick. I mean, oh, the guy yeah. was just he, you could he could roll with whatever the conversation was. And it was, you know, it's it's sad. And I'll tell you. Um, so let's talk about this real quick. OK. I'm going to say with the passing of Don Rickles, this this will be fun. I, I look forward to the to the listeners chiming in on this. We've lost Don Rickles, with the exception of Tony Bennett. Is there really anybody from the Rat Pack era left? Is there anybody that that could be considered a, tangentially involved with the, well, more than just tangentially involved, 
look, we know that the Rat Pack was Sammy and, and Frank and Dino and things like that. So outside of those five guys. No, I know what you're talking about because the second you said that, I'm like, yeah, I, w I would tie those guys in. They would totally count. Yeah. So who's left? Can anybody jump out at you offhand outside of, say, a Tony Bennett? Oh, and, and, okay, and Wayne Newton. I would still, you know, Wayne Newton was a kid when, he, you know, the Rat right, Pack was right. still going on, but he was still somewhat in those circles. Anybody else jump out at you offhand? That's still performing is, is the thing that I'm having an issue with. I'm sure some of them are still alive, but yeah. not yeah. not like still performing, still still doing. Like Tony Bennett fucking goes on tour like every year. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, I, I would say, and I don't mean to offend anybody with this, I would say only because I... in the tons of vintage research I've done, her name has come up 8 million times around the same time. Barbara Streisand, maybe, but I mean, that's a reach. I mean, I wouldn't consider her a part of that at all. I would just say when you were, you know, seeing, you know, the Rat Pack or Don Rickles or something over at Caesar's Palace, it wouldn't be surprising if Barbara Streisand was performing over at the International or something like that. That's that's fair. I think that's a fair call. You know who else just jumped out at me, and I am a little embarrassed this didn't come to me sooner. The original Ocean's Eleven had a one young Miss Shirley MacLaine. Ooh. I think she certainly fits the bill of being in that circle. Yeah, but not performing anymore. She's not. She's nope, not performing that's true. anymore. No, nope, that's yeah. true. And not, sure. And even 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 alive but not performing. I mean, right. Betty White's alive and she's somewhat performing, but I wouldn't put her as a part of the Rat Pack circle. No, no. Uh -uh. Um, God, I don't know. It's, so, anyway, anyway, listeners, That's I tweet out. I am, yeah, I'm looking forward to the feedback. I'm sure people are like, what about this girl? What about this girl? Oh, like, sure. Oh, that's going to be amazing. I bet you there's going to be a ton of folks who are like, I hope how so. did we miss that? I hope so. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, so the Las Vegas Sun has reported that Luxor intends to turn the now-closed nightclub LAX into an e-sports arena in an attempt to attract millennials. Plans are to open in early 2018 with a competition stage, an LED video wall, daily gaming stations, food and beverage options, and streaming capabilities from a TV quality production studio. Uh, well, I, I continue to get annoyed by the fact that we have to keep talking about millennials, but I will say from one aspect, I, I now work in an industry where we have to factor in those those users and and the evolution of the technology that that we are developing, and and it is intriguing. It, it's it's a very different thinking crowd. Like like Tony, you and I, we think, and they do not. They they Google, and if it isn't as as easy as and I'm not saying that I don't Google the shit out of everything, but I actually think, Tony, I, I use my mind. I I, I don't go. Uh, well, let me search the... My phone's not working, so I don't... What, what, do, I, what do I do now? <laughs> I, I have no opinion on that. My phone is dead. Yeah, I, I have no idea what is what is it. We, we all have to stop where we are and wait until my phone reboots because I don't, I don't know what's happening or where I am right now. I, I'm, you know I, what I'm... They're stupid, Tony. They're stupid. <laughs> they're, they, are, I, they are dumb. I, I, well, I don't inherently disagree uh, adam the millennial of course i will i will segregate from that christina i will segregate well, from to, that. Uh, yeah in in every single generation there are those that that don't fall within the stereotype but there's a reason there's a stereotype tony because I, the masses I, fall into that <laughs> I, here's my biggest fear mark are we are we starting to 
enter that stage of our life where we're going to scream, get off our lawn, and we're cranky about... Oh, I've been doing that for years, new- Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I was 24 yelling, get off my lawn. <laughs> no, you know what? To an extent, I get it because it, it's one of those things where we... And also because of my new job. By the way, I love my new job. Fucking A, I love this job. But I love that you love your new job. Oh, it, hey, 40 hours a week can be a really, really long time if you don't love what you're doing. Yeah, it's it's well, and I love doing this show, and we've had to miss several of them because it's one of those things where I I now get paid to do shit I did for fun. So I get lost in rabbit holes all the time, like trying to be like, what does this do? Wait a minute, if we're doing, we mess around with this, and you're like, oh fuck, I could have left like three hours ago, and that that's why they put me on salary so they can get away with this shit. But it's, it's, I fucking love it. God, it's so much fun. But one of the things that I've come to realize is that the, the, the generation that is, is starting to complain, our generation that's starting to complain about millennials, the reason they're doing that is because, and this is, I'm now realizing is common with every generation, is we came up with technology. So we've watched it grow along with us. And we've adapted to it, we've we've improved, our lives have improved with it, and, and we respect it and we, we appreciate it. And millennials, through no fault of their own, were born into a world that we thought was like, oh my God, can you see how far we've come? This is amazing. And they came and going, I don't know, why doesn't it do this? Like going, yeah, but it used to just do this, like going, I don't know what you're talking about. It never, it, never, <laughs> yeah. it never did that. So we have no point of reference whatsoever. It's no different than when our parents would fucking talk about not having TV. You know, like yeah. a time before there was no deal. You guys don't know all these channels you got here. I remember we had three, but like going, I don't, I don't know. What, you're an idiot. I don't know what you're Yeah, about. right. <laughs> no, you, you make a very, very valid point. And I think it's also fair to say that a lot of times, I, let me rephrase it. I remember... Young as a as a younger individual, people the the baby boomers complaining about the Gen Xers. The Gen yeah. Xers are this; they don't care about the money. Me as a as a baby boomer, it doesn't seem like the marketers care about my dollar, right. you know, my spending ability, and I've got more than the Gen Xers do. Right. So I, you know, I get it. So now we're the ones that have the disposable income, and we're like. We've got so much money to spend right now. (laughs) 18-year-old? I know. Come on, man. You were at some point. I was the target audience, and it's as I got to that age. I'm not. Yeah. Who's gonna (laughs) cater to me? (laughs) So, anyway, that's all I have to say about that. And and of course we are kidding. I I adore millennials, and I actually think the evolution of time is fucking fascinating. I love seeing that that they've. They're in this world that that is dramatically more enhanced than it was when we were, you know, their age, and it's uh, it'll be it'll be awesome to see where they take it next. But anyway, we've got on a really weird tangent there. But doing their best impression of a show on Bravo, the wins, Stephen Elaine, are headed back to court this time for a civil suit claiming Elaine copied confidential company computer files for personal benefit. I refuse to add any more to the story. I, I got nothing. I, you know what? Well done yeah. to uh, liken it to a Bravo show. Yeah. Vital Vegas shared that part of the Neon Museum expansion will include a neon fabrication workshop so guests can see how neon is made. Uh, you know what? I, I've only been to the Neon Museum once, but I could be talked into going back again, much like I can, you know, at the drop of a hat, be talked 
into going back to the Mob Museum. I'd love to see this. I think this would be so much fun. And kudos to the Mob Museum for saying, you know what? Let's teach people what's sadly becoming a dying yeah. aspect of the strip. I This solidified that I'm going back as soon as these expansions are done. You know what it made me think of immediately is when we were in Kentucky and we went to the Maker's Mark uh, uh, mm-hmm. yep. distillery. Yeah, yep. thank you. Distillery. And you got to put wax on it. Like you could get in line to, to do that. Like you got to watch that whole thing. That's immediately what it made me think of. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. That'll be all right. There you go. Put it on Vegas Vacation 5, Vegas Vacation 6. Put it on the agenda. Yeah. After 10 years at the Venetian, Eater Vegas reports that plans are to renovate Mario Batali's B&B Restaurante, including the menu. Plans are to begin said reservations in the next eight months. Vital Vegas reports that Chow, Chayo? It's got to be Chayo, right? Because Chow is Italian. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Let's go with Chayo. Uh, anyway, so Vegas, Vaca- uh, Vegas Vegas is still reporting, though, that Chayo Mexican at the link has been sold to the group that owns Hex at Paris. There is no word on what any of that actually means. Yeah, I don't know. And you said Vegas Vegas. <laughs> you said, and Vegas Vegas is reporting. <laughs> the the uh, Balvini 14-year Caribbean cask scotch is probably starting to kick in. And oh, as like we it. will hear from a teaser alert. From a uh, iTunes review, that may not be all bad. Eater Vegas reports that America, the casual dining option at New York, New York, will soon undergo a just over half a million dollar renovation. No word if the space will have to close during the construction, but we did learn that America has the largest topographic map in the country as part of the space's decor, which puts it on the top of my list of things to do uh, the next time I'm in Vegas. That looks awesome. Oh, that's right. I don't have a link for you. Sorry. Well, trust me. Google it. It's awesome. (laughs) America has been open at the property since it opened 20 years ago. And there's one poor dishwasher in the back who's like, hey, Faye, can't we just close for one hour? My arm is tired. (laughs) But he's got this giant fucking uh, Popeye arm. So, I mean, it's just God love the guy. 20 years going. Good for him. That's right. Never closed. They have never closed in 20 years. Um, The largest 24-hour-a-day cafe on the Strip is no longer open 24 hours. The Aria Cafe is now open daily from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Attempting to fill that void, Eater Vegas reports that Jean-Philippe will now be open 24 hours a day, effective immediately. It always amuses me when somebody does something like, we are the largest 24-hour-a-day cafe available, and then they end up doing something like this. Just because it's, they make a point to, to I mean, obviously, it's not really a big deal in, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, but it, it, it amuses me. It amuses me. Don't make bold claims. <laughs> well, and especially, okay, I get it. You're the largest 24-hour cafe. But if you're seeing a slowdown, you can keep like a section that's got a whopping eight tables in it open. Oh, that's clever, Tony. I never thought of that. It's totally dancing around it. Like, we're still open. Right. Well, obviously, clearly neither did Aria Cafe. Right. I know, right? <laughs> Next week, they, they report. Right. <laughs> oh, my God, that would be amazing. <laughs> That would be amazing. (laughs) There would be no other reason than because of us. That'd be hilarious. All right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move into coming attractions.
Coming Attractions is a portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. Let's see if Mr. Balvini is going to let me get through this. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to a concert or event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. Oh, I thought we were going to lose you there for a second. You wobbled. <laughs> <laughs> you can always hear in my voice, too. You're like, wait, wait, oh, God. Oh, 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 oh he, there we go. <laughs> You're like, you're like a weeble wobble. <laughs> what was he gonna fall? Oh, he's back up. It's fine. He's good. <laughs> he's not gonna make it. He's not gonna make it. Oh. <sighs> it's amazing. Wait till you get to Vegas vacation, folks. It is amazing. <laughs> I am my own America's Got Talent. <laughs> he's gonna go down. No, he's not. He's not gonna make. He's, I told you, he's gonna oh, be fine. Jeez, that is so funny. Like I, I, I've actually got like tears. That is so funny. They're just they're gonna get me super drunk. And be like, okay, here we go, here we go. Don't know what's gonna happen, but yeah. that's a part of the act. I, I for some reason, and and the beer fountain story is a testament to it. I for some reason get emboldened when I get drunk. Like as I'm cascading down into blackout, it is where I, I start to get emboldened. I'm like I'm fine. You guys, right. what a, like you'll see me slowly drift. He's going down. <laughs> like, on, what, what are you guys talking about? We're all fans you know, from cra- <laughs> for, for the hurt. listeners at home, let, let me let me analogize this for you. <laughs> Do you remember Super Mario Three on the Nintendo? Oh Jesus, I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> if you recall. Mario used to have a raccoon suit that would allow him to fly. Mm -hmm. But the key to getting Mario to be able to fly was he had to have enough takeoff space to get to a run so that he could actually start to fly. That's a lot like what Mark is. Mark is going to fly. He's certainly going to get there. He's going to get a very long run going out. (laughs) And he's either going to fly and he's going to soar and it's going to be the best thing you've ever seen or you're going to be the poor woman getting beer fountain <laughs> because because that is him just falling straight into the depths of nowhere to be, because to be fair that's happened once it's just happened at legendary proportions <laughs> because in that story that he's talking about i every time i got a beer i was hellbent <laughs> on proving that 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 was a one-off mistake it was not gonna happen again and i'm like look guys look i'm turning upside down again it's not gonna happen god damn it (laughs) and if you weren't rolling so incredibly well they probably would have kicked you off the table the woman certainly would have beat the holy living daylights out of you but you were you were just on fire and so she at some point i'm sure she was like you know what i can buy another $12 $12 t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I've already pocketed what it's going to cost to replace what he's damaged. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, that is too funny. Okay, okay, so first up in our uh, coming attractions, we've got Keith Sweet. Sweat. He's, my God, he's, we've talked about Keith Sweat. Me and my and my millennial bestie are, are, are gearing up to, to do this. Right, right, right. Can I, all right, I got it, I got it. Keith Sweat, it's... Mm-hmm. The, you know, the Balvini made that A look like an E. <laughs> Keith, 
Sweat is returning to the Flamingo for another short-term residency uh, July 5th through the 8th, which is a Wednesday through Saturday. But then he's also going to be there every Tuesday plus Thursday through Saturday until July 22nd. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. and tickets are going to start at $60. Sugar Ray is performing at the Go Pool at Flamingo Sunday, June 26th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $20. I'm impressed he can get $20. (laughs) I was thinking, I'm like, is this the Flamingo expanding what they do at their pool? Or is this Sugar Ray doing whatever it is he can to get money? (laughs) My guess is a little bit of both. I remember, oh, here you go. Here's a great uh, callback. When Las Vegas, the television show with Ed DeLine and Danny... McCoy was on. Yeah. James Kahn and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they had Sugar Ray on their show. But remember, Las Vegas was on from like 2005 to 2009, <laughs> so like that was really Sugar Ray's wheelhouse, like the guy was everywhere. And now he's cuz he was doing a private event for Ed Deline, they brought him in cuz it was the character's birthday on the right. show and or anniversary maybe regardless like this was a and big Sugar deal Sugar Ray was their ask <laughs> yeah and now you're literally doing a poolside show buddy yeah. well done so you know what though guaranteed if i we were to put w2s to w2s i know right he's going to have a higher number than mine so i know that, jokes that, on this me. is what he does for money you know <laughs> so yeah. yeah right yeah i just stand by random pools and sing right, and, <laughs> right. he's getting paid for it <laughs> i get kicked out right vegas uncorked how have we not done this mark i don't know no, and karen is really our wives are. karen is really giving me shit about it this is probably going to be in the wheelhouse at some point and then your future vegas uncorked for those that aren't familiar is essentially where you get a group of arguably the country's best chefs in the entire world it's held at the mgm park it's going to be saturday april 29th it's going to go from 4 to 7 p.m and they're going to feature chefs like charlie palmer michael uh, mina julian serrano tom colicchio plus a whole bunch of other giada my girlfriend the girl (laughs) so hot i mean she's got a giant mouth though that girl could like just cut through a tree with her jaw yeah i always look at her and i and i think female praying mantis it, it's frightening right right you know what that would be the way to go i could totally <laughs> right. completely exactly. live with that what happened to tony hey bang uh, giada yeah uh but admission is not inexpensive no it's a minimum of 200 dollars, and that's just for the one like main event there are all sorts of other ancillary yeah. things that are going on throughout the day which are an additional 50 75 hundred dollars per person per ticket to get into but yeah karen damn, lost her shit when she it. saw her uh her 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 man crush mr colicchio so yeah i can imagine no we this again let's yeah. really let's talk off mic you and i should do this yeah fremont street experience re- released some of the artists that will be performing in this year's fremont street summer concert series shows start as early as 7 p.m as late as 9 p.m and admission is free those names include, on June 10th, Fuel, Tonic, Marcy Playground, and Dishwalla, better known as the second stage lineup at Horde Fest 98. August 12th, Rick Springfield. There's like three people that'll get that joke. August 12th, Rick Springfield. August 26th, Seether. September 1st, Collective Soul. And September 30th, Chevelle. Of these 
shows if you were let's just say let's just say hypothetically in some amazing world you got to be in vegas downtown on june 10th august 12th 26th september 1st and 30th which of these five different shows if any would you try to make a concerted effort to go down and see chevelle Hmm, okay in a heartbeat somebody who fell off the grid and is now everywhere and just as successful now as he was before Dave Chappelle is performing at Mandalay Bay Friday, May 5th. Show starts at 9 p.m. and tickets start at an incredibly impressive $82. Dude's hilarious, man. Don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and any of the artists that we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Next up, let's talk Vegas deals. a segment that has gone away a long time ago but every once in a while there's a deal that's just a little too good to not bring up to you and rather than throw it into news uh, you get the opportunity to enjoy that nice little theme song that we have there for it this one is the Rio all-inclusive deal I'm gonna share it with you Tony because I am fascinated to hear what your thoughts are on this thing okay for $250 a night you get a room breakfast lunch and dinner drinks and an all-access pass to Voodoo Nightclub at Rio. You get a wristband at check-in and a punch card to keep track of your activity and showcase your exclusivity. Meals are good at the buffet, the All-American Bar and Grill, Hash House A Go-Go, and the Sports Deli, and can't be valued at more than $250 per day, which seems reasonable. Drinks are valid for up to 12 per person with well and domestic varieties, Good at all bars in the resort except the Purple Zebra and the showrooms. The deal is good from now until September 30th, and you can support the show if you decide to do this by simply going to the blog, click on the Caesars banner, and then take advantage of said deal. What do you think? First of all, the all-inclusive, anybody who's ever done anything in some sort of Caribbean area or third world country, Mexico type beach area thing, knows all about how awesome the all-inclusive situation is. What do you think about Vegas trying it here? I think if you are a fan of the Rio, this is an absolute no-brainer. Because on the one hand, I initially went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Even when I totally kill my average daily theoretical, I still can get comped weekends and major holidays at the Rio. (laughs) What do you mean I'm going to pay $250 a night? Yeah, If you get a total rewards card, you're going to get a room at Rio (laughs) for like 30 bucks. Hey, we got a suite (laughs) for you. Come on over. So that being said, I think the value in this would be if you were to take advantage of everything, and I mean ensuring that you go to American Bar and Grill, Hash House of Go-Go, the buffet, and you ensure that you maximize and you cap out that $250 allowance that you get for food. Because if you can hit the $250, which is about $125 per person if you're a part of a couple, not outrageous. It's going to, you may have to push a little. You may have to order a little extra 
get it to go, whatever the case might be. I think that 125 per person in a couple is pretty doable. So if then you throw in on top of it your access to the Voodoo Nightclub, if that's a thing that you that you would find value in, uh, if you... I mean, the, the 12 drinks to me seems a little lame because we're dealing with not just well and domestic varieties of beers, but we're also dealing with, let's be pretty honest, I bet short little plastic six ounce type cups. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I would really want to know what my drink options are. But even so, because you and I like to gamble, and I think a good portion of our listeners are gamblers to begin with, they're like, you know what? You offering me free drinks doesn't mean a damn thing to me because I can get the drinks a whole heck of a lot faster if I'm at a slot machine where I've got the the cocktail waitresses going around. I tip them real well the first time they bring me a drink, and they're going to be Johnny on the spot thereafter. I don't know, Mark. This is, um, I, I, I think the value in it is if you can hit that 250 a day, but if you're not going to eat $125 per person, then anything that you don't make for that 250 is money that you spent on a hotel room that you didn't otherwise actually have to spend. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know about this. It, it wouldn't be for me. I know that. No, I agree. I, but see, part of my problem also is is that um, I'm not a big fan of the Rio. And so I know, I know you're, it, it hurts your heart for me to tell you that I'm not a big fan of the, I'm just, I'm just not a fan. Well, I haven't been there since they, it, it, the moment they got rid of the masquerade in the sky, I haven't been back. Uh, okay, fine. I, I think Jen and I may have been back once or twice since they got rid of it. We found that it seemed to really become the home of douchebaggery oh, really? and it just, it really turned us off. There was no, we, we didn't sense, feel like we were the, the room rates are. Fuck. I didn't think of that. That doesn't right. track the douches, right? Yeah, exactly, and and we just were like, we're we're not their target demographic. They yeah. don't want us, and and we get it. We don't want to be here. Everybody, you know what? Us being around these douchebag millennials is a lot really like a snake. I mean, you know, you're as scared of them as they are of you. <laughs> and so, just, the best thing you do is just slowly walk backwards. That's right. right? Hey, hey, walk. hey! My bad, my bad, buddy. I'm yep, gonna go yep. over this way. You just yeah. keep just. You're cool. You're good. We're you're good. Cool. You're, you're good. I don't need any Axe body spray sprayed on me. I'm fine, man. That's, you know, back in the 80s, Mace used to be the thing. Right. Now in 2017. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's check the river. So... We've got quite a bit of listener feedback this week, first. which is so much fun. Yeah, I really love this. Yeah. But before we get to the actual emails that we've received, we do need to give a giant thank you to a dear friend. Uh, Stephen Sutherland gave us a very generous PayPal donation. So Stephen, lesser known brother of Kiefer, son of <laughs> we, we appreciate the generosity. There we, you go. We're getting some of that Sutherland money. <laughs> yeah, we are. Some of that 24 I mean, cash. I would say, not, not, not the successful one, you know, much like Billy Baldwin. <laughs> right, right, I know, like, right? We got the Billy Baldwin of Sutherland. We, so <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> and we already got John Williams, who has perfect segue into Mr. Once again, Mr. Williams cannot stop telling us how awesome we are. And he decided to write this week in regards to 360 Vegas Vacation 4 every once in a while he's inspired and wants to to regale well, us with thoughts and, and 
let's it let's be very clear here, Mark. The best way to get your name said on our podcast is to send us emails that give verbal fellatio. So this, <laughs> or, or or if you hate me, well, no, I don't usually say your name a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're like so some dick. Yeah, I usually said yeah. This. I usually make fun of what they said, like on this guy. Exactly. Yeah, my no, bad. no, no, no. Yeah, John Williams, great friend of the show. Tell us what he had to say. He says, here are a few things that you should know before attending Vegas Vacation 4. Number one, her name is Christina, not Christine. The reason I say this is because she is too nice to correct you. I made that mistake, and she did not correct me. <laughs> Number two, one of the best shows ever is when Mark goes nuts when already confirmed properties have no idea we are coming. Show times vary, but they're usually shows at breakfast, dinner, and lunch. <laughs> Well said, John. It, it is both horrifying and yet completely mesmerizing all at the same time. I fortunately they've always worked out in in the end, and and they really have. and everybody at least believes that I've I've made this effort because you would have no idea every time we fucking show up to a place. But <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced one of these days I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> it's disappointingly surprising how many places had absolutely no clue that we were coming when we showed up. Yeah. Just dis very disappointing. But yes, all right. Even, even Number with the paper trail, even with a paper, that yeah. that might have been the most gratifying time that somebody has been like, oh yeah, we weren't ready for you. Like going, yeah, I don't, I don't know how we slip through the cracks. But like, wait a minute, what's your name? That's you, motherfucker. That's awesome. God, that is fantastic. All right. Number three, you want to make a big decision what limo to go with. You don't want to miss Tony dancing. Both limos will be fun, but if you're not with Tony, there will be a video. I, I, okay, now, hang on now, hang to, on. To be fair, you and I, like, it, in every limo Tony and I have been in where there's a stripper pole, at, you people see the results of it. What you miss in between is Tony and I eyeballing the pole, eyeballing each other, eyeballing the pole, I like, are you, I'm, I'll do, I'm, I'm gonna do it first. I'm, I'm gonna go there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's a true story. It's a true story. I, I think, however, they may have killed the golden goose on this one. Because the video, I, I really am a firm believer that what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And it, and it hasn't. It hasn't stayed in Vegas. You're insane. You're on a show that, that may have originally coined what happens in Vegas gets shared on the show. Right. On the show. So <laughs> On the show. Oh, fair enough. It, it, it's brought to you in audio format. Perhaps even photography. Nobody said anything about, about moving video. That's right. <laughs> Listen, if anybody ever asks, I'm just going to tell them I was young and I needed the money and just there leave it at that. Why not? Number four. As I'm unable to be there, someone will need to be Tony's drink wingman. Uh, okay, time out. Let's talk about this for a minute. Yeah, let's not do this. Thank you, because John Williams is probably, if I had to list five people who are saints on this earth, people that, that deserve sainthood that are actually still alive right now, John Williams would be one of them. Yeah. For many, many reasons, least of which happens to be this one. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, John Williams is not a drinker. But we happen to have been at a craps table at the D during the, I believe, initial Vegas vacation. Might have been the second Vegas second vacation. Second one, second they, one. Okay, second one. They, they blur together after a while. <laughs> and 
because I was at the craps table gambling, when the cocktail waitress would come by, she would offer me a drink. And John Williams, who wasn't much of a craps shooter or, or gambler at he was that watching, time, yeah. would stand right over, would stand kind of right behind me. I'd kind of explain to him what I'm doing, why I'm making the bets I'm making. But the cocktail waitress didn't care that he wasn't gambling. She'd say, okay, honey, what do you need? And he'd, and he'd just point to my drink and say, I'll have that. And you know why he would say that, ladies and gentlemen? Because he would give me his drink. So he was ordering a cocktail for me, but thinking that making the waitress think that it was for him. I mean, what an amazing human being John Williams is. But I am begging you, listeners that may show up to Vegas Vacation 4, if you want to be my wingman, the best thing you can do is help me help myself right, right? we we go to these things i've i've had to threaten this to, to several people we go people are like oh i'm gonna get you a shot of this or we're gonna get you some of this I'm like no, no 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 we're pros at this. this is the fourth time around and and that's only the fourth official time around that we're doing this we have a drinking plan it's in place it's been practiced it, it's it's tried and true don't Fuck with it, all right? You want to hang out with us all fucking day? You've seen the goddamn schedule. You've seen what we have planned. Don't mess it up, all right? We have, we are pacing ourselves. And and, and that's not to say like on, oh, come on, you know, you're not, you know, it doesn't seem like you're having fun. No, 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 I mean, we are hammered like the whole time, but we know how hammered we can be. You slide in one extra drink in there and it's, yeah, you're throwing yeah, the whole sudden- thing off. Mark is not flying in his raccoon suit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Number five, Alistair. Just so you know, he's six foot six and is always hot. <laughs> always hot. That is not too far off, actually. Well done, William. That's uh, John. That's an excellent description of our buddy Alistair. Yeah, yeah. Number six, take lots of pictures and video. Although we just discouraged the video a moment ago. Take lots of pictures and video. You'll want to relive this experience often. Trust me. That's pretty actually accurate. There are a lot of people that have told me a perfect example. Former co-host of the show and Annie Up host Matt has told me he frequently listens to the episode of 360 Vegas Vacation because he's not been able to join us since then and had so much fun he just likes reliving it. It's too bad he doesn't know how babies get made and he can't keep it in his pants so that he could come out to Vegas more often. <laughs> what And the whole 13-hour thing. And the whole $5,000 flight thing. But You know you know what? Alistair finds a way. Alistair? Life finds a way. I know, right? It, I think that's his problem. Life finds a way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just sleeping. And all of a sudden, his wife's now going, you know, Matt, we ought to talk. Right. We, we probably should. I think we may have Tony has this problem. same problem. Trust me. Yeah. There... There have had to be procedures put in place. <laughs> He's irresistible. And number seven, be prepared to meet lots of people who are awesome and will become lifelong friends. That is also insanely accurate. Much like John Williams is becoming lifelong. Absolutely. Friends, so. I've gone but to Vancouver in, to visit that man. That's true. Yes, yes, you guys have. That is, that is the kind of friend though that uh, John Williams is. You want to travel to Vancouver, Canada. Okay. Another email that we got is from a really, really nice and great friend of the show. His name is Andrew Corrington. Uh, Thanks, awesome. Andrew. Don't mind me. I've, I've yes. had a few uh, scotches. But Andrew sent in the email. He said, I have a couple of questions, some uh, not as serious, but I'm probably not the only ones wondering. First of all, Andrew, you and the 
rest of the listeners never have to worry about sending in questions that are considered serious or stupid or silly. We love these and we'll always have fun with these. And the first question Andrew had was, for those that are attending the STK dinner, is there a particular dress code that you'd recommend? And my answer is yes, Andrew, for you specifically. And trust me, the rest of us are going to do it. Wink, wink, listeners. Andrew, just show up in a Speedo. All right, just show up in a Speedo. That, <laughs> that's the particular dress code that we recommend. Wink, wink, listeners. So, cool. Is, is it, Mark, any thoughts on that? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure you won't be joining us if you show up in a Speedo. <laughs> but uh, I believe it's resort casual or, I don't know, try and look nice. I, I guess. Exactly. Point, yeah. Exactly. My guess is they probably don't want t-shirts and ripped shorts and, you know, well, and dirty and, and sneakers. Yeah, if you're going to do any of those things, make sure to throw a sport coat over. Yeah, you seem crazy. to get away with pretty much anything with a sport coat. Mark can, can attest to it. I'm like, you put a sport coat on in a, in a casino, you might as well be walking around in a tux. Right. I'm like, James Bond of these people. Right. Okay. Next up, he wants to know if any of us will be ordering a drink titled the Selfie Stick when we're at the Boulevard Pool at Cosmopolitan. Yeah, at a, at Mark, a, do you want to do us what makes up the Selfie Stick? I don't think I can pronounce half the things in this. Uh, uh, Casamigos, Blanco, Tequila, Gaffard, Vanilla Liqueur, Ginger Syrup, Lime Juice, Coconut Cream, Pink Guava Puree, Ginger beer and a dash of narcissism bitters. Yeah, I, um, you know what? For the listener that wants to buy either Mark or me or Karen a drink, go ahead and pick us up a selfie stick, give it to Andrew. All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and Andrew, I think we've answered that question. Yeah. I'm offended. And you know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not easily offended on this show, and I'm offended. <laughs> number three is the monday brunch occurring based on the shenanigans of earlier that morning such as hashtag vegas vacation two winky face all uh, all, all all those attending and and those thinking of attending a future one all events are dependent on what it is you did in the event before it Yep. <laughs> so yep. Absolutely. Just, well, let's just put that on Front Street. We we intentionally let you know <laughs> whether it be serious or 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 medically serious. You know, there when when we design this this thing, we understand there are hot tables. I, I I wouldn't dare to ask you to get up to a hot table to go do something else. You just stay there. You know where we're going to be at this right. time. And there are times where where you have dick friends who. Uh, you know, get you extra drinks while you're at the craps table and sliding them in there, and all of a sudden you realize, I can't walk, and you need to disappear for an event or two. So, uh, yeah, yeah, all by design, folks. Listen, I think, Mark, now might be also a really good time for me to real quick do a cheap plug Ooh. for our friends over at um, uh, Faces and Aces LV yeah. as well as Cousin Vito's Casino. Why not? because both of them very graciously asked this idiot. I don't know what they were thinking, but they allowed me the opportunity to come on their respective podcasts to talk a little bit about Vegas vacation for and yes. what to anticipate and what to expect. Uh, my understanding is they're both going to be there. Yep. So that'll be super fun to get to hang out and meet them individually. Well, I've, I've met Chris from Aces and Faces before, but to get to meet Cousin Vito in person will be a lot of fun. Uh, but I'll, I will reiterate what you said, Mark. 
if you can't bake a particular thing, either because you've got something on your bucket list that you want to achieve and, and see and accomplish for yourself, go do it. If you're, you got to go take a couple hour nap <laughs> to come back, you know, and pick up. The best part is Mark's got all of it on the website and it's all time stamped. So all you need to do is look at your watch and everything is Vegas time. So make sure your watch is set to Vegas time, but look at your watch, look at the itinerary, see what time it is and figure out where we are and come join back up with us. That is the best part about these vacations is we re re respect and appreciate this is your Vegas, uh, your vacation. You go do what you want to do. But when you come back, you're going to know right where to pick up from. Yeah, we've had people before like, wow, it looks like that's a really busy schedule. I'm like, going, you realize it's kind of only just the host of the show that will be at all those things, right? <laughs> and right. we might not even be at all. One of us will be at possibly, <laughs> oh, usually. Geez. I mean, I know. <laughs> Listen, for I, I will say it once and I'll say it again. I said it on Twitter earlier today or yesterday, one of the two, but I will say it again on the podcast right now. Not only am I warming up to the Cosmopolitan, I am really excited about these eateries oh, that we've so got fun. on the agenda. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Fun. All right, we got iTunes reviews. We got two iTunes reviews. First one is by Stisha. That's what I'm going to go with. April 3rd, 2017, titled Enjoy the Content, four out of five stars. It says, I enjoy the content and the chemistry between the hosts. Laughter doesn't bother me, but would enjoy less F-bombs, especially if I'm trying to listen with my wife. Overall, I really appreciate the effort put into the show. Yeah, it's, uh, I get it. That's fair. You know, for yeah. long... Oh, you'll love this behind the scenes. So when I thought about making this a commercial endeavor at some point we thought about putting out an edited show like like what we would do the idea was we would record the exact same show exact same show that we do and we would put out an edited version and that edited version would be for free and then just like you had when Sirius XM stuff started coming out we would release an unedited version that you would then pay like a subscription to or something like that or, or I don't know maybe it would have been free too I don't, I don't know but that was that was part of the original idea because I didn't want to stop just being 100% myself but I was like I can I can see how some people are like dude you like the content's really good but fuck's sake man really constantly do you have to swear constantly you know or you know with some of the jokes but yeah I never got around to that <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a great idea in theory. The amount of editing you would have to go through, though. <laughs> I'm never going to think of it on the fly, all right? Even at work, I'm like this. They've totally accepted it. Like, I was in the interview. No, I'm not. I wasn't in the interview. No, I was in the don't you? Don't you work from home? I do work from home, but I'm in so, tons of video chats. So you get to go ahead and say whatever you want. Pretty much, yeah. All right. The next one is uh, a review that we got by someone who goes by... MJL326, he gave this review, he or she gave this review on March 25th, 2017, five out of five stars with the title, Give It a Chance. All right, I got it. I did not like this podcast when I first listened to it. The content was good, but Mark's laughing and the fighting between Mark and Karen was unbearable. Well, the laughing has grown on me, and they are both aware that their fighting can make people uncomfortable, <laughs> including their families. But at least they're okay with it. <laughs> I really enjoy the content, including the reviews, and now find myself trying to plan a trip around one of their upcoming Vegas vacations. One request, more drunk Tony. 
That is honest to God, a true story. I was, I actually kind of hoped that you would have read this one so that listeners at home would know that this is a true and accurate uh, <laughs> posting. No, that's, that's truly in the post. <laughs> it really is in there. One more request, more drunk, Tony. I don't know how much more dr- You know what? Actually, uh, MJL326, you have good... I mean, first of all, how incredibly flattering is that for them to say and now I find myself trying to plan a trip around one of their upcoming Vegas vacations. I mean that is uh, if there's no words to to truly describe how flattering it is to hear somebody say I'm willing to take vacation time, spend my money, do what I'm going to do, my my limited amount of free time that I may have to go spend it with you idiots. I mean it's incredibly <laughs> incredibly kind. The only way MJL 326 that you're going to get more drunk, Tony? Vegas vacation. Yeah. Oh, it's constant. It's awesome. It's awesome. I am sober for about the first 30 minutes that I'm outside of my hotel room. Yeah. Well, and it's, and because it, and it's, it takes time for alcohol to soak in. <laughs> well, that's right. Exactly. Mostly it's just because I've got breakfast in me that's absorbing all the alcohol. I know, right? It's, 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 it's slowing the absorption. <laughs> Don't worry, people are like, it's 10.30. We want Drunk Tony. I'm like, just, hey, what? Yeah, uh, just hold uh, hold on. I just got here. I just got here. (laughs) Once I get through the angry stage, I'm a lot of fun to be around. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, incredibly, incredibly kind reviews. Uh, We thank them both very much. I think that should probably do it for episode 228. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's shows, you can do so on the blog. It's 360vegaspodcast.com. You can support the show via purchasing things from our affiliates. There's Amazon. There's tickets.accessvegas.com. Don't forget Earth Limos as well as uh, using the promo code 360vegas to get a 10% discount off the cost of your ride. Or you can just make a PayPal donation. Of course, you can buy merchandise from our store, Zazzle.com forward slash 360 Vegas. We, of course, do get a cut of those profits. But you can also help others find the show by reviewing it on iTunes. You send us feedback. You can do so written or audio. It's at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can people find you? I am at 360VegasTony. He told you where you can find me. So until next time. Yeah.